Hello and welcome to Journey to Integrity. I am recording this from my bathroom with the door locked and it's take thousands point six because for some reason my lovely children cannot let me go more than six minutes without whining, fussing, screeching, yelling, fighting, destroying, throwing, and just being general piss babies. I have birthed piss babies. Just kidding. I love my children. Um, and I do apologize for not updating with the memoir lately. I've been rather busy working and then trying to get the house, keep the house cleaned, which is a constant, constant, because I do feel in my brain, I do feel, my brain feels cluttered if my surroundings feel cluttered. So I can't. I can't think unless there's some semblance of normalcy around me or cleanliness around me, I guess you would say. Um, and so we just got that done. Car's packed. The car is driving crazy. I need a new car. My rent is 90% of my income. And now the inside lights won't turn off, so I took my butterfly knife and ripped off the inside panels. Uh, that worked, but I broke my butterfly knife a little bit. I'm a little bit annoyed with that. I loved my butterfly knife. So, yeah, I just didn't want to drain my battery. So, I just cut it off at the source. And, um, and I do hate doing a bunch of takes. It's annoying. And admittedly, the first take was my fault because I said someone's name. So, um, but as I was saying in the last podcast, um, I know I've, I know I've told you guys a little bit about that I can drift in and out of the dream state. I can do it without um, being excessively tired with REM cycle. Oh, by the way, I have had a good REM sleep. I slept 18 hours, which means I got about six hours of REM sleep in a month. <laughs> you know, maybe a little bit more in a month, the, the little pieces I've caught in between. Um, but what I can what I can quantify, I'm guessing, is between eight, no, six to eight hours of room sleep in a month, which I think you guys get in two days. So, yay. But, no, I'm, I'm totally lucid, and it's great. But, again, I'm not ever... So, I do it in percentages. I have percentages of being awake and percentages of being asleep. For instance, right now, I'd say I'm a little bit over 80% awake. I would say, maybe not a little bit, a little bit over half. I would say about 87% awake and the rest is sleep. Um, obviously, it does get worse with the least amount of room cycle I've had. I just just woke up from a, well, not just, but like, you know, this morning I woke up um, from a good room cycle. So, where I slept for 13 hours, I believe it was. So, I'm feeling pretty good right now. And I'm going to, um, <clears throat> I'm going to, my muscles are really hurting, though. I think my muscles need some more room sleep to, to heal. Um, I feel I feel really weak in my muscles. Um, I'm experiencing a lot of pain in my body, but I do need a good rim cycle, but I'm good enough as it is right now. So I'm going to backtrack where I was in the memoir. Okay. This led to the conclusion... Everything has a scale. 
Life, death, birth, memories, intelligence, fears, races, socioeconomic status, family status, individual status, ethnicities, genders, sexes, sexual tendencies, everything has a scale. It was now my 15th moment of self-reflection. This led to the most uncomfortable conclusion, at the time anyway. The scales humanity lives under are flawed and limited. Therefore, their value is limited and flawed. The scales I live under as a person, as a member of society, are flawed. My conclusion. The scales must become more dynamic, inclusive, and inclusive. That much I had pretty much known, but to say the word we would be too much. To say the words we live under made me feel narcissistic and limited. Everyone knows there are people who enjoy the scales. To some, the scales aren't flawed. Therefore, to some, the current scales do have value. And some people, well, they recognize the flaws, but are too cowardly, fearful, or greedy to offer even a moment of truth to themselves or others. There are scales to everything, even to the cowardly, fearful, and greedy. Before I awoke, I was given homework. Yes, my truth gave me homework. I was given the task of defining the difference or differences between cowardice and fear. And yes, it is as frustrating and annoying as it sounds. I'm still working on the differences. And yes, there are a lot of differences. But my truth never did ever accommodate me with hints in its teachings. I think in order to be a coward, you must have some type of fear. Fear must be a part of cowardice. And in the horror of being terribly cliché, fear moves from cowardice to bravery. The moment you decide to no longer accept the fear. But to do this, you must understand the fear. Conclusion. Understanding is part of acceptance. I awoke to the sound of a whimper. I immediately felt around me for a child or pet. My daughter was almost off the edge of the bed. I grabbed and shushed her. I suddenly wished marijuana was legal and not alcohol. I wondered where my Gatorade was and wondered how long I would continue to drift in and out of such a helpless state. I had already determined long ago who I was and who I wanted to be. This all just felt so derivative. I was exhausted and tired of always learning. I just wanted to sleep. I cleared my throat and said, rather weakly, I admit, I just want to sleep. And I awoke 12 hours later. Once again, I despaired. I went into a deep, deep, dark depression. Everything and everyone around me seemed so dark, so unforgiving. In the end, I began to view most people as horribly disappointing. They disappoint themselves and they disappoint others. Therefore, everyone is disappointing and disappointed at some point or another, including me. The conclusion I must accept in this moment was that disappointment is a part of life. And I should never, ever try to control the actions of others. I could feel Jen gasping for air. She did sometimes stop breathing. I awoke to soggy sheets and a little bit of poop. 
I cursed myself for drinking that last bit of sake. I threw the soggy sheets off the bed and walked to the bathroom. As I cleaned myself, I realized manipulation has no part in truth. Truth demands no, no manipulation. And again, I developed a dispute. And I internally cursed myself for continuing to argue. I've been arguing with my truth since I was 36 months old. My dispute... Sometimes you must manipulate in order to cause less psychological or physical harm. Of course, that, that, that realization and acceptance and understanding came much later. But the knowledge that some manipulation is needed, especially with the ill, young, and elderly, it was a really hard pill to swallow. But I did accept that our society was no longer my truth. And I no longer accepted anybody as the truth. And I am still working on my truth. The path to truth became much more complicated. And I despaired at that moment. So much despair for me and humanity as a species. Doomed to repeat every mistake in history over and over again. Doomed to never learn to accept to never understand. Suddenly, I was floating in the darkness. In the darkness, there has always been some semblance of shape and movement. Today, there were streaks of light. I wondered for a second where I was. Jen seemed far off, and I could hear her screaming in her mind, and a voice spoke. Hello, Jen.